Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord right. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and a Clinton show. I love your show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. Ah, The Drive is live and in color. And, and in the house. <sighs> and it is that, too. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much. As I'm sure your fans are just uh, are just roaring and yelling it in their cars right now as well. Um, a lot going on as uh, Lovey Smith fired Friday. We're seeing all of the requests they have in, and not just requests because the Texans have made another request to interview uh, another coach. They made a request to Rams assistant head coach and tight ends coach Thomas Brown. Uh, so that is another, the latest of candidates they have requested an interview with. And Clint, the Texans, uh, they have actually had an interview. They opened up the process today with Detroit's, uh, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Somebody I think is a hot name people are uh, impressed with. I'm, it feels like with what he's done in Detroit with that offense being a top five offense, it feels like he's probably going to get a job in this cycle. So they have been one of the first ones to interview him, and they completed that today. So one down, Clint. Ben Johnson. Pick Ben Johnson. I like it. One in the book. It was virtual. Can't You can't uh, interview in person until after the wild card weekend. So it was it was virtual via Zoom. Um, and so uh, you would think that there would be some follow-up interviews, especially, as you said, with a guy, Ben Johnson, who appears to be uh, one of the guys that's probably going to be a front runner, one of the top three or four yeah. um, in in this cycle here, and and uh, and rightfully so. And and for those out there listening, Ben Johnson, he's right now he is the offensive coordinator, as Show said in Detroit, where Dan Campbell, uh, former Aggie by the way, is is um, is doing a hell of a job. They won nine ball games this year, turning that that team around. Uh, they're they're doing it with Jared Goff, who who the Rams uh, did not want. Uh, and, and and it moved to Detroit, and, and they Detroit has, has done nothing but win win ball games since. So they're doing a hell of a job rebuilding there. But before that, uh, he really cut his teeth for an extended period of time, uh, about eight years, I think it was, with the Miami Dolphins organization. And the, and, and the big chunk of that was with Joe Philbin um, as the head coach. And where Joe Philbin came from, just for the folks out there that, that didn't watch those Miami days, was and where he made his hay was with the um, – the Green Bay Packers in the Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver Green Bay teams, uh, 27 through, you know, like 2010, I think they won the Super Bowl that year. Yep. Um, something like that. So think think that offense uh, when you think Joe Philbin um, and, and then even Joe Philbin in his Miami years, I think was the Cutler. Um, mm, no. the, the Cutler Miami years. Well, it seems like it was 30 years ago, doesn't it? 
But yeah. the the when Cutler gonna, years when he was going to start broadcasting for Fox and then got that check and yeah. slid on out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Jay Cutler years in Miami was when Joe was the head coach. But but if you really want to know what Joe's about offensively, because that's what Ben Johnson is, an offensive-minded coach, think back of, hey, he cut his teeth and spent the majority of his career with a guy that that ultimately um, was involved in that Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Green Bay offense back in the day. And then obviously with Dan Campbell the last two years with what's been going on in Detroit, Dan speaks really, really highly of him. Uh, so we'll see, man. Ben Johnson, one one uh, interview, uh, Zoom interview at least, is is in the books for Nick Casario and Cal McNair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one. So uh, we'll we'll continue to see them coming. Uh, and um, a lot of people impressed with uh, Ben Johnson. A lot of what you just ran down is a big reason why. Once again, if you're just missing it, they've also had a, have made a request for Rams assistant head coach and tight ends uh, coach Thomas Brown. Uh, also also highly regarded in, in, in certain circles. Yeah, inter- it's an interesting thing to watch here. There's eight candidates right now <laughs> that have been listed, and there's only one of them that have ever been a head coach. You about done with this? What's that? You've had, you, you, you've had, you, you've about done with bringing in more candidates that, uh, that yeah, ain't got no experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good on, on, on the list of guys that have never never even interviewed for a head coach yeah. gig. Um, I like it. I'm not, I'm not knocking by any means. It's 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 a good list, but it's it, it I, like I said before, I, I think – I think there needs to be some of those, some of those more veteran pelt on the wall type coaches involved. I mean, because if it, it, look, here's the deal: is right now, I love the fact that that um, Sean Payton's on the list, but but I, I think that's an extreme long shot. Um, it's going to take him for sure wanting to get back into coaching. It's going to take him uh, the Cowboys winning several ball games and them not parting ways with Mike McCarthy. It's going to take then him being willing to 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 you know, want to come to Houston. Look, I mean, whether people want to come here or not, the Houston situation, the circumstances in and around the organization are totally different than Carolina, Denver, some of the other openings, right? So Denver and Arizona, the other two have who requested interviews right. with them. Right. And, and I, so I'm not, I'll say that just to preface about, like I'm not, I'm not piling on the Texans any more than I already have. I'm just saying it's a different deal. And, and the, uh, the coaches are going to have to agree to, to want to, to be a part of that versus the other places. And so right now it, it, it looks like, you got a bunch of guys that have never been a head coach, um, and they're guys that I would think um, would would be. I hope not. I hope they're they're guys that'll come in and, and demand that it's done their way and and not let um, anybody push them around. But it, it's easy to look into this thing and say, okay, here we go. Nick Casario just wants a bunch of guys that have never done it before, so that he can then he can then hover over them and and basically make sure they do it his way. Um, I, I would like to see this interview process include um, several more pelts on the wall guys that have been there before head coach candidates. Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris. Uh, I, I think the Harbaugh thing is, again, another long shot that's more drama maybe than it's worth, but but ultimately that is a name of a guy that's been there and done it. Um, but you don't mean like the Lovey Smiths of the world. Like no, no, no. Like I, I'm talking about legit candidates. I mean, guys, that look, we've all heard it. We all watch football constantly. NFL is king. Um, we're, we live in Texas. It's football is king in Texas. We all we all have heard over the years. Um, you know the, the Dan Quinn up in Dallas forever. You can't watch ten minutes of football of, of a Cowboy game before they they talk about Dan Quinn being interviewed and 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 potentially being poached and being a serious candidate last year. Actually, I think he may have even turned down an an, an uh, a uh, opportunity last year to stay in Dallas. Um, and those are those are just examples of guys that have been. Head coaches. Now let's talk about okay. Let's talk about guys that have not only been head coaches but have been through 
head coach. They've been head coach candidates before, right? I mean, that, you look at this list, and there's only the the only one on the list other than Sean Payton that's been through a head coach interview, to my knowledge, is Gannon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the rest of these guys have never even interviewed, right? Did, did D'Amico did D'Amico interview with the Vikings? No, last you're year? right. D'Amico may yes. have. Yeah. I think he interviewed with the Vikings last year. That yeah. He so he. So was, you got about a third of your of your candidates right now have have, have ever even interviewed for a head coach job. So yeah, I, I think I think big picture. They're done with the Ben Johnson virtual, the first interview with him. Um, they, the list is, has has grown to eight. The one thing that's glaring that's, that is missing is, is even Eric Bieniemy would be a guy that I would couch more into that, hey, he's got pelts on the he's wall. Had, he's yeah, been he's somewhere got, for a long he's time. He's got 47 he's, interviews. Yeah, yeah, he's been through the process several times. And so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'd like to see it get a little, little more uh, experience in that list, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, Clint, uh, listen, we've been – the Sean Payton thing has been a big thing. We, we, I mean, we're talking about it in between breaks. I just want to jump up because this does seem like we were talking to OG, you know, at, at, as, as the crossover was happening and as the show ended, about one of the biggest question marks. And, and you are a great person to talk to because you actually played under Sean Payton. Like, you've been around Sean Payton. Not just you're just saying you've been around Sean Payton. Now, it was a while ago. I mean, it was a long time ago. But you have been, <laughs> you have been around Sean Payton. And the and, and it feels like like I'm gonna be honest with you. It feels like to some to me some people are just so scared and hell bent on giving up draft picks like a first round pick that they are just coming up with things in their minds as excuses uh, for him. And the, to me, the thought of and this is what we're hearing is well, man, Drew Brees, you know, he's only coached Drew Brees. How much of it was it him, and how much of it was Drew Brees? Like really. Like when is when have you not thought that Sean Payton was one of the best offensive minds? When have you not thought that Sean Payton was like this thing wasn't just a Drew Brees led thing and Sean Payton wasn't a part of it? Like I mean, it just feels like excuses because you don't want to give up draft picks to think like it's it, it, that it was just all Drew Brees yeah. and Sean Payton is is you're concerned if he can work with other quarterbacks? Come on, man. Well, I, I mean, look, I. To me, when you when I look at at Sean Payton and and Drew Brees, I, I, there's a couple of things there that that really turned me on relative to the Texans situation. Is what what Sean Payton? The, the, we're talking about the Sean Payton Drew Brees combo, right? One, Drew Brees is not a quarterback that has a superpower. Like he's not a guy that you go out there and there's a Lamar Jackson athletic ability that shrinks the field. Um, there's not a there's not an, an arm talent or arm strength like Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes that ultimately shrinks the field. Um, there's none of there's none of that that stuff, right? It it is a very average when you talk about tangible ability, tangible assets that that when you look at Drew Brees, the arm strength average, arm talent probably below average relative to some of these to these Pat Mahomes and some of these other guys, but, but I, I would say even below average. Um, the ability to run below average. Um, size below average. I mean, you look at all these things that everybody spends so much time putting into quarterback evals and, and whether a guy can play or not. And in reality, what Sean Payton did was take a guy that has very minimal, tangible assets. If he had a superpower, it'd be his accuracy, his, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah his, de- definitely his accuracy and his, his 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 mechanics and his accuracy. But I would say his superpower really for him is it, between the ears, the processing ability. The, the to to know when to take shots and the ability to get the football out on time accurately on some some high level some some high difficulty level throws I think is 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 what I mean he he did it in his sleep but but yes accuracy 
um, footwork, mechanics, ball out on time, all the things that you can ultimately coach, he did at a great level, right? But but when you look, to me, when I look at, at Sean Payton and Drew Brees and compare it to what's going on in Houston, Sean Payton did exactly in, in, in New Orleans what you would be hiring him to do here, which was find his quarterback. Again, not a guy that that if you, you have to have a first number one overall pick to get. If, if find your quarterback and and put a product on the field for 15 years, it gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl. That's what he did, and it wasn't reliant. Again, like you you can you look at Andy Reid, and Andy Reid was great. He was great coming in, but Pat Mahomes' ability alone, just his ability alone. He's he's the he's the best we Pat's the best we've ever seen. Like his ability alone talent, yeah, yeah. took took Andy Reid to a whole nother level. The arm talent, the ability to take eleven nobody ever took eleven step drops in the league and threw through fourth down passes in the playoffs for first down. Nobody was doing that. And, and Pat Mahomes, not to mention his the the with the football, which he doesn't get enough credit for, but it, but on big moments he does. Anyway, like even Josh Allen, like there's a there's a crazy unique superpower there that that you win with Sean don't need that now give him that but the, the fact of the matter is here you get a guy that is a high level processor that that can play the game efficiently and Sean Payton can put a Super Bowl caliber and, product on the field and my thing is let's not act like Drew Brees especially towards the end was quite honestly an elite quarterback like Drew Brees towards the end like he was not, he was not the Drew Brees that was there for ten years. At the end, yeah. he was not the same. Like they had to, Sean had to work around some yeah. of his deficiencies and still made their offense a, a great well, offense. It, it's because of the way they played. Like yes. like what they did. The the timing was huge. To your point, the accuracy. Um, you know, th- there was there was he, he would get throws in the ocean for the quarterback and at at a crazy rate. Um, he would get the most out of a back like Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, th- those kind of things are, are to me, are just so critical. And like Sean Payton did what he did, and he never had the luxury of going, well, quarterback just bailed me out with athletic ability. Well, it was a crappy Whoa. call, but he just went for 40. He never had the ability to go, Boy, that was a crappy call, but Drew Brees held it for for an extra three We're seconds, like it, and then off his back foot threw it sixty five for a touchdown. Even though the it, the play call didn't work, but he made it work. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he did he didn't have, and I'm not taking anything away from from I'm in any way shape or form minimizing what Drew Brees did. What they to me what that's why that's why what they did was so impressive to me because it was it was done without a necessary superpower, uh, and and that's why it lasts for fifteen years. Yeah, and and, and, and again, let's not the beginning of it. Like it, it feels like people are talking about Drew Brees like Adam Gase. Like Adam Gase, he got to coach, uh, be the offensive coordinator uh, for Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning left Indy and went to Denver. But we knew who Peyton Manning was before. Like he was in Peyton was a Hall of Famer in Indy, and then Adam Gase got him. Drew Brees was not a Hall of Famer when Sean Peyton got him. Drew Brees was a an okay quarterback with the Chargers, and then got to Sean. And then became a Hall of Famer. So let's not let's not act like like Sean just got somebody that was a Hall of Famer and that's what he was. I I, I don't agree with that at all. So interesting to go on, on on how that thing shakes out with Sean Payton and how people are down on him because he coached Drew Brees for 15 years. All right, the uh, the playoffs are coming up. The Ringer has listed their top quarterbacks. The quarterbacks one to fourteen. 
in this year's playoffs. Uh, there are playoffs. There are a couple of head scratchers. We'll talk about that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Just in case you guys were wondering, uh, LeBron is still leading the all-star voting. Uh, you can still get in I wasn't on that. wondering at all. Just in case you were. Well, you there's guys still... like you that watch him even though he's on the worst team in the NBA. That's, that's not true. That's the Rockets. Oh. <laughs> the, the, yeah, as of last night. Rockets got drilled well, the Rockets again got, last The Rockets night. got a reason. They got an excuse. Three years in a row, the worst record? Yes, uh, that got, hurts. Got drilled by the Kings last night. Mm. The Kings have found a way so, to turn oh. it around. I almost went uh, T-Floss on you, you right there. Got, you almost got away from I, me. I, I like the nickname. Y'all can call me Floss. T-Floss, T-Floss. T-Flizzle, huh? Here to floss my cheeks all day. See, he can't, that's why you can't call him Floss. Because then he follows it up with something like well, that. Well, that's it's why y'all are cool. calling me. It is, uh, am I wrong? No, it is. But why you have to say it like that? Here to floss so, my so, cheeks out. Dang. That's <laughs> how I talk, man. That ain't it. That ain't how you talk. That's how to floss my cheeks out. Dang. <laughs> Been known to floss a time or two right, in my all day. Right, all right. All right. Yeah, so uh, all-star voting still out there as LeBron leads, just in case any of you were wondering. Um, I have voted. So, uh Sure you did, multiple times. I bet all your kids have, have accounts, too, and they voted, didn't they? Well, they might. Courtney, too. There yeah. you go. Er- everybody in the old show baby. house voting for – LeBron got five votes under one roof Everybody's <laughs> fired up to go to Salt Lake for the All-Star game. Never been to Salt Lake. Oh, are you going? No. I'm just saying that's where the All-Star game is. Never been to Salt Lake. Shocker, yep. probably surprised. Never been to Salt Lake. I never have either. Yeah. I do want to take a ski trip. I do want to do that one time. Never done it. Uh, I, I, I do want my kids to have that experience. Uh, I'll just, never do that again. Just buying my time. Just one time. Just one time, I think. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I want to. I want the kids to have the experience. It's like, and that was never in the cards for myself. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun little vacay. A lot of work, but it's a fun little vacay. A lot of work, yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. do nothing. I mean, you got to go down there. You got to, yeah, but it's not. It ain't the. It ain't necessarily that. It's the. It's the getting prepared. Yeah, it's the rent. You got to go in and rent everything. You got to get measured. You got to fitted for for sh- boots that fit. Then you got to get your skis, and then you got to get. If you've you never get skied, your, they your, probably want to do a lesson with you. I'd, I'd want you got to be on the bunny heel, so you went to, to get so they teach you how. Which that that your kids will probably pick it up pretty quick. You it may take you a little bit. Yeah, you don't even know how to ride a bike. Yeah, I feel like I need to go with folks like y'all. May know I'm a snow bunny, man. That may know. I've only been once, and I ain't never going again. I got this ACL, man. And this guy wants to play me in golf. Can't ski because of his ACL. Skiing is the I'm, number one cause of torn ACLs. That is a fact. Well, I mean, look, there's. I mean, you is do anything really? recklessly. You do anything I, I recklessly. Promise. No, it's it's just because of the nature of it, and you, you're the way you have to bend your legs when you're pivoting back and forth down the mountain and everything. I don't think I'll be very good at it, but I do want to. I, I do want to attempt it. It's cool to do I, once. I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> Shut up. Clint. No, I do. I do. It's, it ain't, well, it's it, what it, on a, What is it? It's, about? it's very. It's it's very. Because well, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I could be wrong, but but I, I I don't I don't feel like you're a guy that's gonna go to the top of the mountain and all of a sudden decide you need to get on a black. Oh no, I'm not going I mean, anywhere. So I'm, as long as you just stay, you stay cool. Stay on greens. Maybe some easy blues. It's it's a cool little vacay, man. That's what the kids need to be on anyway. You you can pop off in the old hot tub, like get if you, you drink, get you go to the bar, that's to what some I music. Do. 
Yeah, that's then way more fun than skiing. You, you can do that for an hour, and then you just pop right back on, go like, walk outside, get your little skis on, get back on the lift, and go get you another couple runs. Like if you were a good skater, is that a good sign? No. Is that nothing? Mm-mm. Not in the same type of deal. I, I don't, well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't done either enough to really know how – they don't – I don't – off the top of my head, they don't – skiing is very, very easy to do. Like the only way you tear something up is if you're foolish. And I, you can tell I ain't going to be foolish. Well, now, you may, you may get out of control. You may do something foolish like get on too steep of a slope and then get and out of control or something, you. and you may bang your head off a damn tree, and then you got a concussion. But, like, if you just stay stay within your – like, don't get out over your skis, no pun intended. Like, just – Yeah, just don't go, like – cool, Don't go straight downhill. I made that mistake my first time. That'll the, – The more brave you get, like, relative speed. to just skiing, not, 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 like you're, not like blacks and blue. Like, the more brave you get and just kind of let the mountain take you – the actual easier it is to, to control it. Really? I think you should just attack it and go straight for the black diamond. See, that's Be confident, that's, that's man. The that, that's the guy that that's won't ever go again because he blew his knee that's up That's a guy something. that does not care about Nothing. He's sending me to the wolves. Amen. No, I believe in you, and I want you to no, have you confidence, and I want you to attack. You just said three minutes ago, you don't even know how to ride a bike. You don't believe in it's me. It's not like you know, riding you know a how, bike. You know how when you're skiing, like when somebody's skiing and you see them kind of like, kind of like, like just both skis to one side and kind of throw a little snow up to the right and he snow, throw a little snow to the left, throw a little, yeah. like once you get the, hips, yeah, 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 yeah. once you get going. the confidence to start doing that, I'm doing it, right? Now. Once you get the confidence to start doing that, it's actually easier to control. Just remember this if you end up going too fast. If you're, Hauling ass down the mountain, you need to slow down. No, pizza. I, I don't do think, a pizza with your skis. I don't think I want to listen to you. I just, I, just that is a, a genuine tip. Like that, I don't that, think that you, is how you snow play. That's how you stop. That's how you stop. That's fine. For beginners. Just, just right now, you've you've shown me that you are trying to send me to the wolves. I'm sorry. I believe in you, man. Sorry, I believe in you. Someone I just I just don't line. think you should ever get to a point where you're hauling ass down the hill. No, I, I think, think that's so. where Tyler. Oh, for sure. Go for, for the sure. black is what he said. Yeah, no, no. By the way, from the trailer, Will and Frame text line. Clint, did you say you are you are a uh, snow bunny? I'm a snow bunny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a snow bunny. I know where y'all going with that. I, but I, I, I'm just I, I stay on that. It's the. Let me explain. All right, look, the beginner slopes where they're going to teach you is called the bunny slopes. That's where I want to stay. It's called the no. That's where you learn, and then you go on the yeah, greens. It's, it's not fun. Greens you won't mean like it. the greens, blues, blacks, black diamond, black double diamond. See what I'm saying? So what I like to say, I learned on the bunny slopes, right? And so I became a snow bunny. I just, in other words, I just ease on up and down the mountains. Mm. I mean, some of y'all get that. I know, I know where you're going with that snow bunny stuff. Just, just, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those. If I am, I'm Lawrence. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, just easy. Uh, text line: Ice skating and skiing are very similar. If you can play hockey, or at least stop in that fashion, you can ski. Oh, I, I, was, di- I disagree. I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking roller the whole time. Skis, skiing is much <laughs> like when you're maybe once you like somebody's probably competing or something. Like skiing, you it's easy to stand up on the skis and it's easy to just kind of like ice skating. You got to work. I mean, hell, you stand on a blade. Yeah, it ain't that hard. You'd be all right. A little show will be skiing circles around you, but you'd be all right. It might be. Yeah, I, I just, I, like I said, I just want to do a bit. Just one the little time. show's the one you got to worry about with the knee and the bouncing he's head the, off the trees. He's or the one that you have to worry about trying to get aggressive with yep. himself. Yep. Actually, he's not. Lauren is. It's them kids. I, I, I tell you, I tell you what. Lauren is the one. She, she's aggressive. She gets after it. I, I tell you what, I really like. I like night skiing. See, that doesn't even sound safe. Well, it's, the, it's, oh, the, it's very it's, lit up. It's lit up. It's the, the slopes are lit. But here's the deal. You can't see, like, 
you can't see the imperfections in the snow. So, like, when you're first starting, you're going to see every little divot. And when your skis are eight damn feet long, those divots don't matter. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't even in, impact your ski, your ability to ski. At night, you can't see them. So, you, you, just, you just go a little smoother. You just go a little, little more confident. Next line says snowboarding is easier than skiing. I've, I've heard I, the opposite. I've heard it's easier once you learn, but it is absolute torture in learning. the learning process. Yeah. Break, breaking bones and concussions and stuff like that. The falls are a lot harder. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. you ain't got nothing to hand. That's what I've been told. That's why I didn't try it. Yeah, I, I, I want to do it I one time. I signed up one time to try snowboarding. And I said that, that morning, he, the old boy told me that. He said, look, I'm going to tell you, man, that first in first couple rounds is going to be rough on you. See, I got to. See, see, I got to. I had me a late night last night, Chief. I ain't in it. Bridget snowboards. What's the age for the kids? Like, because I'm trying to think how old I got to wait Shoot, for them to get. little bitty ones get after it, man. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I don't, don't, I don't think, know exactly I think I'd have to wait to Nicholas at like five or six. Now, I, I, that that would be one of my warnings to you is don't feel like lesser of a man when when a two year old skis by you no, it, it just circles around you. No, you like, can feel like lesser of a man for not knowing how that to little ride sucker bicycle. can do that. Let me see what I, I can know. do. Just like Red the other day. Hey man, that's what you going bicep curl. He said, "See them them girls over there? They they got they got them sixties." I said, "Well, they got them." Fit out, damn. I ain't there yet. <laughs> I'm gonna stay right on here and get this lift in. All right, damn, uh, we didn't took off on the ski. No, I, I, I do want to get to this quarterback list, Clint, because they have ranked them. What Justin Herbert? Justin, where do you? How high do you think Justin Herbert is on this list? Tyler tried to guess the list earlier. How high do you think they have Justin Herbert ranked on the list of top playoff quarterbacks? They've got playoff quarterbacks one through fourteen. Where do you think Justin Herbert is? Wild where they have him. We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, the playoffs get going. Coming up on Saturday, Clint. Uh, playoffs? Can't wait. Saturday, Sunday, Can't wait. and Monday. A big day Monday. Got the 85 and the 75 ready to rock and roll, Chief. Mm, there we go. Good times. Good times. The playoffs coming up. Clint, the ringer, they do this every year. They rank. The 14 quarterbacks in the playoffs. The 14 quarterbacks. I feel like it's pretty safe to understand who's number one and who's number 14. Like, number one, Patrick Mahomes. No surprise there, correct? Yeah, I think it's fair. Number 14, Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, He's played really well for the 49ers, but he's only had four starts in his, four or five starts in his career. They got him at 14. But you know who is all in the postseason. All in the postseason, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jags, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Seahawks, the, the, the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Niners, and the Giants. Those are all the teams. Number one is Mahomes. Number two, Clint, is Justin Herbert. What? Justin, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Of all the rating ranking the quarterbacks that are competing in the playoffs, they have Justin Herbert number two. Oh my God, that's a, that's a tough one for me. What? That's that's probably five high for me. What is the what? But seriously, what is the deal with him? Why why is he so aggressively, in every way, aggressively thought of? I mean, yeah. like he's two here on this list, but. I feel like I've always felt like people have prematurely put him in the elite category. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. it's been a it is something about I mean I, and listen I know he has amazing talent, 
But my goodness, it is something. It's like he is a guy that does not have to prove <laughs> prove anything before being given a certain space and spot. And to have him over the other likes of the quarterbacks you know that are behind him. Yeah. No, no. Number three is Josh Allen. Number four is Joe Burrow. Number five is 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 Lamar Jackson. That's that's who they have in their top five. Justin Herbert over those guys. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I'm I'm with you. I've always thought that that um you know rank whether it's rankings or analysts or uh in any way you slice it quarterback talk. I've always thought uh, Herbert was was uh, more highly thought of than than he actually should be. Now that's not. I'm not knocking the young man. I mean, I'm just talking about he doesn't belong in the top five right now. You got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts would be in my top five right now. I mean, I don't maybe he's maybe he's way down at eight because he's been injured as of late. But when you look at at, at a guy that squarely in the in the MVP race until he went down the last few weeks, he the way he's playing and the way he impacts the game. Um, I've got to put Jalen Hurts above above uh, Herbert. Herbert. I yep. would too. I would too. Yep, and, and I, you know, I, of course, this well, this doubt in Tom Brady stuff. I know his team struggled. There's been a lot of injuries, and I know he's struggled time, from time to time. But doubting Tom Brady, I think, is a is a major mistake. There ain't no way in hell he's sitting at nine. They got him at nine. Nine behind yeah, Trevor that. Lawrence. That's <laughs> behind Dak. Behind Dak. The list is Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Dak, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Tua, if he even does play at all in the playoffs, Daniel Jones, and then Brock Purdy. Yet the two that stick out the most are Herbert and then, like, listen, I think Tom is, I think Tom, I don't think the Bucs are going to go anywhere. I think they're going to lose to the Cowboys. But there is no way that I can even, like, he's got to be, to me, I'd go, I'd go, like, we're just strictly talking about the quarterbacks. I can't put him above Mahomes. I can't put him above Allen. I can't put him above Burrow. But that right now is that that that's about as far as I can get. That 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 right there is about as far as I can get right now. I I could probably put those three in front of Tom. Like I I can't dis, disrespect Tom. Yeah. That much. Nine. That's that's insane. That that that's insane right there. Trevor Lawrence. What? The, how the hell did you put Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs first time? Above, above him, just right in front of Geno Smith. You gotta be kidding me on that. That is, that is. Insane. Yeah, you got a question. What the hell's going? What's the thought? The thought process is behind a lot of these rankings, man. But when you put lists together like this, man, it, it uh, especially social media, the way it is nowadays, man. You, you a company puts a list like this together with just like you said, Brady a little bit lower than you'd expect, Herbert a little higher. Boy, next thing you know, folks are talking about it on the radio show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, that's just it, it's. Uh, it's it's fascinating, man. The most difficult position to play in all of sports. Put out a list and 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 uh, and and watch folks watch folks uh, cuss and discuss. It's always fun. All right, uh, Clint. We uh listen. Nick Casario. He has spoken twice this week. He spoke Monday uh, in a press conference, and then he also spoke uh, yesterday right here on uh, Payne and Pendergast. And he talked about he was asked a question about size with a quarterback. You know, it felt like where that was driven to with who you know is coming up in the draft uh, with it being uh, Bryce Young. He talked about size with quarterbacks. This was a, this was, this was was Nick Casario, general manager of the Houston Texans, speaking about his thought about 
look, and it's so hard. If I'm a defensive player, if you're a defensive player, the notion of your body weight onto the quarterback, how you have to go off to the side, and I would say it's very subjective. Some officials look at it one way, so at least trying to protect the quarterbacks, let's be honest, and you know, rightfully so, and that's okay. So, again, it's one hit there, one hit there. What does it mean? Forget about anything else. Whatever the uh, position that you play, can the player do the job? How are you playing, if it's specific to the quarterback, what are the things that you're doing offensively? What are the things that you think are important? How are you going to play? Look, there's big, fast players on defense. I'd say they're becoming more and more athletic. There's more speed. There's more power. There's more explosiveness on that side of the ball. So, again, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. I played quarterback. I was no good, but I was 175 pounds. But I wasn't running into, you know, 300-pounders like you. I didn't have to worry about that. So, good football players are good football players. How you're going to use them, ultimately, depending on how your staff is put together, what your team is looking for, that will ultimately be the determining factor. Now, Clint, the, the Texans don't have control of the board. You know, they're picking second. But I think there is – I think it is positive when you hear Nick say it doesn't matter to him how big or small you are. I, I think that was one of the big things that jumped out, understanding uh, who, who uh, you know, who's in, the, who's in the draft with Bryce Young. Yeah, I think, and I don't know if he likes Bryce or not. It sounds like he does, but I, I don't know if he likes Bryce or not. I, I just, I, I would like to think that the uh, general manager of, of of our football team here w- would not um, hold size against uh, in today's game in twenty twenty two. Players are referred to back in the day; they were riflemen, sit back tall in the pocket, six three, two fifteen, and and throw the route tree. Nowadays, it, it's about being a point guard, and and those things are more important. Than, than necessarily just being, um, you know, a certain size or bigger kind of thing. And so, to, to me, with all the changes in protecting quarterbacks, the changes in all these different offenses, uh, the, the, the changes in, in rules to, to, to basically not only protect but allow the offenses to have success, I just think the game has changed. And I like, I like hearing from Nick Casario what I heard in a sense of, it doesn't seem like he's completely hung up on size. And a lot of guys that are prototype guys, I mean, there's no secret. As of late, Sean Payton's come out and talked about Bill, Bill Parcells and, mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick and all these different guys that were, man, you just you, you don't draft in the top 10 or in the top 15. Um, you don't draft small players. It's good to know that the, the general manager here in Houston uh, can see through that and, and appears to be valuing other things that a player can do extremely well, uh, equal to or even even more important than size. So yeah, that, that was a good that was a good bit there. Yeah, because you just didn't. Because I think there's a lot of we've questioned it on the show. We've talked about it. Boy, does he have a type? Does he no. have Does he have a type? Does he have a a, a, a type of quarterback? Does he, does he want? Does he Does he have to have it fit into a certain box of yeah. this certain size? This way he does. Like we under we know for sure. As he makes mention to, and people underneath him, like not turning the football over, not even you know really gambling that way is a big deal. I don't know, I, you know, you, it, it seems like maybe maybe he's softening on that or or something. Those are just things that you, that, that are positive to hear. Well, we even heard it from Danny Cannell show last week when he came on. I mean, Danny talking about standing next to him on the sideline at a game that he was calling and and talking about how small, not only in height but also you know just in 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 build as well. Um, you know, he's a smaller guy. So I, you know, I would say that this is even 
Like, I wouldn't even be concerned about it if we're talking about 6'1", 6'2", buck 95, 200, maybe just a little bit on the lean side, but but he's but he's 6'1", 6'2", maybe a little bit on the short side. I don't think it's even, it would even be in question. But this is this is a guy that, that size is going to be the topic, rightfully so, um, until he's drafted or until he slips down the draft board. We'll see what happens. But size is going to be a conversation, and it's a legit concern, and – I just, for one, I, look, I could see where a lot of general managers w- would not be comfortable with drafting a player that small. A lot, of, an old school general manager that came up in a certain, in a certain regime. I could see where he wouldn't be comfortable with it. I like the fact that Nick Casario, as of today, is at least on record. Now, I don't know if he really does like Bryce Young and he'd be willing to make an exception size wise, or if he's just, if he's just not letting the cat out of the bag acting as if he's cool with it and interested in a smaller quarterback to make that number two overall draft pick more valuable than it is, to make somebody else think that's the guy that he wants or that he may be evaluating. I don't know why Nick said what he said, but I, I love the fact that he that he appeared to be interested in more than just the size of the quarterback. Lynn, is there a – Or lack thereof, by the way. Is there any kind of size? Like, is there a, is there a point where you're like, all right, got to draw the line here? Is there anything – that could come back when we go to the combine, when they go to the combine, we talk about that because that's another big step next. Or it's pro day, whatever happens. Is there anything that could come back measurement-wise for Bryce Young that could that would make you say, all right, got to draw the line here? Like that 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 size. Nah. Nah. Size I, there, there's just there's just No, there's not. I mean, I've, I've seen enough. I mean, I, we're, we're, we've, we, the, the, the film is there. Um, what I've seen Bryce Young be able to do at whatever size and height and weight and all that jive he is, um, I, I'm I would sign up for, absolutely no no question about it. So I, I, I'm not a. I'm we, not. We, we have I, some people say they think he's going to come back five ten one seventy five. Yeah, look, I, I'm just not. I mean, I, I've watched a kid play. I don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, it, it it doesn't matter. There's no. I mean, he's already going to. We know he's going to be small. Like there's not a. There's not a. I, but I'm not. I'm not a big believer in. I don't think six three sees over an offensive line any better than six foot. Like I just don't, I just don't believe it. I've been there. I've been in the pocket. I've been. You give me a good, you give me a really good sound pocket. I don't care if you're five ten, five eleven, or you're six three. You, you're you're throwing through lanes. You're throwing through windows. You're changing your arm slot and your release points accordingly. Um, I just when. Does it impact the number of balls that can be batted? Sure. I mean, that's common sense, right? Your your your, yeah. your release can can only be so high. But I, I'm not one to believe that a a quarterback needs to be six two or six three or bigger to see over an offensive line. I, I don't care if you're six two, um, whatever wherever you draw the line. Like where does somebody draw the line na- nowadays? Is six two the number? Where if you're below that, then you're considered small. Okay, somebody standing at six two behind a six foot five, three hundred thirty pound right guard is not looking over the top of him yeah. to see a receiver 15 yards downfield. You're, you're reading through windows. You're, you're, you're reading, you're reading through, um, through space. You're, you're, you're anticipating things you can't see. That, that's how you play the position. You don't, people act like six, three, a guy's up on stilts and looking down on the defense, like a, like the camera that's, that's up above the quarterbacks. Yeah. That's just not the way the game's played. It's, it's, it never has been. And it, it never will be. All right, we'll give you the latest here on the uh, Texans coaching search. They have completed an interview with their first candidate, and they have also requested another interview with another candidate. We will discuss and let you know about the latest 
in the Texans coaching search. That's coming up next right here on The Drive.